Hey. Hey, man. What's going on? Nothing much. Just, you know, summer is here. Summer is here, man. Oh, my God. It's been... It's been a long time since I've uh, I've had you on here. Um, it's been a long time since I've actually done this. So this is like a, so bear with me, but uh, this is like a um, a return in a way, you know? It's yeah. It's been a little while. It does. Great. It feels really good. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. And did you did you blonde up the beard too, or is that a natural salt and pepper? <laughs> That's natural salt and pepper, baby. Oh, yeah. I love, I love that. <laughs> I wish I wish I was going gray. That's like my dream in life is to go gray and gray here before I go bald. And it's I'm losing the battle. I'm going bald. Isn't that funny, man? Like you people want to become gray, right? Like um yeah. I even think I dyed my hair gray once. Like I, I did I did a couple of years ago. <laughs> I dyed it silver because I was like, I want yeah. to look cold. <laughs> I want that. Yeah. I cut I cut hair. That's what I do. Actually, this is a new spot. I'm in the back of my barbershop here. This is like a new little office area. That's what you do as like a like a day job kind of vibe. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just me. It's just me. I rent out a little spot, and um, you know, I have my clients. Uh, I I've been doing it for a long time. I shut down for COVID for like a couple of years. And I okay. just reopened like end of last year. Um, and that's thanks, awesome. thanks, man. Yeah, and I like it because, like I said, it's just me, and it's like it's like a basement shop. I'm like, it's in a commercial area. Like there's. Uh, there's actually a salon upstairs okay so uh i just rent out the uh the bottom spot and it has a kind of a new york city kind of you know downstairs kind of kind of vibe to it Sweet. uh yeah so that's what i was going for and um you know it, it's a lot of fun man i, I really like Sweet. talking to people one-on-one -on -one and just you yeah. know get to know people and it's funny you become kind of like um a therapist too you know because you, you you hear everyone feels comfortable talking to me or or just barbers in general. So for sure, wow, um, it's, it's like a podcast every haircut. I bet. It's yeah, like, yeah, and it's funny. I actually thought about <laughs> I thought about mixing the two. You know. Oh, that'd be amazing. Right, right. I mean, I'm not saying it's 100 percent original. I think it's been done, but um, that's a I good idea. Be, though, I think it'd be cool. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, man, it's been a long time. This is your fifth time on this show. Are you serious? Yeah, if you're I in the five timers club, man. That's I need a jacket. Jackets in the mail. Jackets in the mail. I, I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was the third. That's crazy. It is the fifth. It's the fifth. We had there was there was three of them, and then right. we did a lot, and then we did a live one. That was the last one we did. So, right. Okay. You know, it's funny. I was actually looking through the videos today, and this is one guy who kind of comments all the time. You know, he's a big fan of you, and he, he comments all the time, and he calls you the Dosta Man. Sweet. And uh, I was like, you know what? It's, I mean, it's a very basic, basic nickname, but it's very effective. And, and I think it works for you, man. <laughs> I like it. I appreciate that. That's what Nate from Fun the Club. Man. I was, I was like that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so it's, you've had that name before. You've heard that name before. Oh, I've only really heard it from Nate. And I really, I feel like when I was a kid, I wanted that as my nickname, but I, <laughs> I felt like I was like trying to ha make it happen myself and I never right. really, but uh, yeah, I'm okay with that. That's cool. Well, there you go, man. Here we are. The Doss man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I was thinking about doing some immersive, uh, you know, like we we sit in a classroom or we sit in a. Let's see, let's see how it works out. If okay, that's cool with you, right. yeah. Let's yeah, see. Absolutely. Cause it's just yeah. Oh, so I that's this. that's weird that I put the square. Oh, around oh there we oh, go. Wait, there we go. <laughs> That's oh my so god i'm like i'm like a giant though i know i'm a little guy <laughs> this let's is so see cool. let's see if there's other ones here <laughs> wow that's really cool um i didn't know you could do this i feel like I've yeah seen never like this this one this one's really cool let's see let's see if it works we're art wow oh that's so cool <laughs> <laughs> i think we'll do this one Are you cool with this uh, yeah, this is sweet. Cool. <laughs> nice. You're so um, texted. Uh, I like to think I am, but I don't know, man. <laughs> you know what? I become like tech support for people. Oh, like sure. Yeah, yeah. Family members, friends call me up and they think I know everything. And I Google everything, you know? Yeah, that's the same. When, whenever anybody asks, <laughs> like I was just teaching. And when my students would be like, how do you do this? I'd be like, ah, oh, well, you know. <laughs> These programs can do a lot of stuff. I don't know. Let's Google it. That's what I do yeah. half the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what I do. It's like, I'm like, you can do the same thing I'm doing, but 
I understand you want my you want my thought pattern along right. with it. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. My yeah. Where where are you living now? I'm in Traverse City still right now, northern Michigan. But I just got a spot in Detroit and I think I'm gonna move sort of to Detroit at least kind of about half the time because I, I want to get this new, you know, this new project, Metal Bubble Trio, off the ground. Yes. I feel like in terms of playing shows, meeting band, I got a band here, but they all have kids and day jobs. So it's kind of hard to like say, let's take a month and hit the road because th that's just not their reality. Um, so I'm hoping to put some something a little more consistent together. And I feel yeah. like Detroit is a good jumping off point for that. Oh, absolutely. Now this is a band you started I, I, two years ago, three years ago, maybe at this point. Yeah. Oh, I started making the music and basically I think you were right. Yeah. You're, you know, some of this stuff like the bossa nova thing. Yes. I got really, I guess for anyone listening that hasn't heard any of these previous interviews, I got really obsessed with bossa nova. Yeah. Started taking lessons, started learning how to do it during the pandemic. And then after kind of years of, I was trying to write songs, but they were all just not, I just didn't like them very much. Mm -hmm. I guess I can't say they weren't good or were good or, and, you know, I, I guess I can't really vouch for the objective quality, but I didn't like them. And I didn't feel like I was hitting the, the mark that I'd maybe set for myself as, as a writer. And I got so into Bossa Nova that I started writing. And suddenly I was like, oh shit, these songs are actually like, I, I like them. I want to play them. I yeah. want to like teach them to a band and I want to perform them in front of people. And the recordings are good. And so I started, you know, getting the recordings together. I worked with my friend Ben Cohen mixing and kind of post-production vibes. Um, I got a little band together with some, some of my friends here. We've been playing some shows and I knew that I knew that I never wanted to call it my own name. I knew I wanted a name. And somehow I came up with, well, I know how I came up with it. It's stupid, but uh, you know, the game. <laughs> what is it? Snood or like. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you match the colors. A wall of bubbles and you shoot a bubble yes. at them. Yes. Explode if it's three or more. You yep. can change. Anyway, I was, I was my, my girlfriend at the time and I played this stupid iPad version of that. And there would be the occasional metal bubble that would like, <laughs> I don't even know what they would do. Like, like wipe out the whole board. Something like that. Yeah. 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 And so, <laughs> so I just was like, Ooh, a metal bubble. And then like, it was like metal bubble trio. That's it. That's it. And yeah. she was like, that's not a great name. I don't like that. And, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, you're right. It's really not, but it was the only name I kind of couldn't let go of, of right. all the stuff I was coming up with. And so I told a couple other people, and they were like, no, no, that's not it. <laughs> and then, but then like a couple of days later, I was like, hey, do you remember? I was wondering just like, is this sticky? Do they won't, will they remember it? So I would ask them like a couple of days later, hey, do you remember that band name I mentioned the other day? And they're like, yeah, Metal Bubble Trio. And I was like, all right, we got something here. Yeah. And so, so to this day, I'm like, it's not a great name. I'll admit it. But like, it's easy to remember. MBT is a good acronym. Yeah. And I feel like that's kind of half the battle. Like, can you abbreviate it? does it present interesting like design choices you know it does um, so and so the, the the other funny thing is like it's just me essentially you know like i play live with kind of whoever's around okay and it's ne never actually been a trio like the first show was 12 people yes and then we're usually like at least six or seven so it's kind of fun but uh someday it'll be an actual trio maybe but for now it's uh only in, in name only that that makes it even better honestly I actually i really love the name like the last time i we, we did the live show uh you weren't sure if that was going to be the name you it wasn't oh, i mentioned it already yes oh it wasn't, shit. kicking around it, a while it wasn't solidified yet as the name though um and i was like oh that's kind of a that's kind of a like that's an interesting name but you're right it sticks like you'll never you can't forget it it's got a flow, metal bubble. It just works. Like easy it, to say. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's fun. It paints a picture too, in a way. Yeah. Yeah. And um, like you have three metal spheres. Like, that's yeah. Cool, you know? Yeah. Um, now, is there anywhere we can hear any of this, the music or just live right now? Just live right now. It is, it is done though. Um, the album's done. I'm waiting to see about a label if I'm going to self release it or put it out with a label. Okay. And I'm not entirely sure yet. I, th I like, you know, I mean, we came up together in the same kind of world where it's like, 
if, if Vagrant signs a ban or, you know, Epitaph or whatever, you, mm. you you're just like, they must be good. I'm going to listen to them. Right. Or there's a comp and you hear like eight new bands because like no effects had a song on there or whatever it is. Right. And um, I, I remember Vagrant being like, oh, they signed, you know, I was obsessed with the hippos and they would sign, you know, the get up kids. I don't know if they came before or after the hippos, but yeah, it's, it's like a sign. It's a cosign. It's a, it's a sign of, uh, of belief or whatever. Right. And so I know you don't need a label anymore, but part of me is still just like, it would be cool to be on a cool label. And I would feel like I had a family in that way. Absolutely. Absolutely. You get a little more support that way too. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like even down to like basic things, like, oh, I got to pack up my own records and ship them, you know, <laughs> and things like that. Totally. Like, totally. you know, so yeah, no, I totally get that. Um, well, I hope to hear it soon. I'm really, uh, I'm really, really psyched to hear it. And I'm definitely going to buy it when it's out. So. Well, I'll send, I'll send it yeah. to you. It's, I, I, think I, I should clarify that it's, it's unmastered. I've got the mixes right. final, but I do not have the masters done. Right. Um, so once it's mastered, I'll send you, I'll send it to you. I'll send you the final. I would love that. I would love uh, that so much. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty proud of it. I know it's not like, it's not like a fun album or I don't know, a, a, a Kendrick album where it's like, oh shit, this is an, it's an event of sorts. And it's mm -hmm. like, if fun were to reunite, it would be a, a, I don't know. I feel like fun is a different vibe or it's pretty easy. The, the songs are pretty low stakes and small in terms of like, they're, they're personal. They're not like world conquering anthems, but they are, I think, I think it's music you could put on at a party or a, a dinner party. And it is kind of like, if you're paying attention, you'll be like, this is nice. The textures and melodies are beautiful. Cool. Yes. But it's not like, all right, motherfucker, crank it up and <laughs> yeah. you know, get get your hands up. You know, it's not like that. Right. Um, no, I totally, totally. Yeah, man, I can't wait to hear it. Um, you know, it's funny. I've been listening to a lot more stuff like that. I think than yeah. anything. Like, um, <clears throat> I got into some. Uh, did you ever hear a Jonah Yano? I don't know if I'm saying yeah. his name right. Yano. No. Yeah, it's kind of like experimental, kind of jazzy. Ooh. I think you'd actually really dig it. How do you spell um, it? Uh, Jonah, okay. J-O-N-A-H, and then Yano, Y-A-N-O. And uh, the name of the album is Portrait of a Dog. Portrait of and, a Dog. Uh, yes. Favorite right now. And Sick. I think, yeah, I, that's like the kind of, like, I just bought that on vinyl. Like, that's what I'm listening to now. And, um, like, yeah, there's, some, there's something about it. Like that kind of like if I'm sitting down to do something, I'm sitting down to do something creative, yeah. Or or yeah, we're like eating dinner, or um, we're having people over. It's nice to have that stuff on. Like it, it works so much better than like pay attention to this. You know what I mean? Right. It's like I love sitting in your face. Refused on if I got people over. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. So there's definitely a um a group, you know, a market out there for it. Like, I'm not even saying like, you know, money-wise, just like, I'm, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a, a niche, you know, out yeah, there yeah. for it. I, it definitely needs to exist, so. I think it I think it does. I mean, I think that's yeah. the way to listen to music now is not like, what is the loud, loudest, largest mm. sound? It's more just like, what kind of a mood am I in? What kind of a vibe? Right. And with Spotify, I feel like, I, I just find random things through like, like a radio station. I'll put on like, I like this project, the Doopies. And so like Doopies radio leads me to a lot of cool stuff. That's weird. And yes, it's not like they've got a press team and a marketing budget. It's just like random paths through the algorithm. And yeah, no, I know, you know I do the same thing with like Apple music. I'll put something on and it'll be playing all day long and it just kind of goes rogue and it goes on its own mission. Yeah. And I found a lot of great bands like that, you know? Absolutely. Um, I don't, you know, I mean, the radio top 10 radio stuff, I don't really, I don't hate it, but I don't care for it. I don't go out of my way to listen to it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm always looking for like interesting new things. And yeah, that's probably the most modern way to do it is just let the algorithm <laughs> take over. It knows what I like. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so yeah, man. Uh, what inspired the sound? Of metal level trio uh well it started with um it was in the pandemic and 
somebody on Facebook shared this video of this little girl playing a bossa nova song. Mm-hmm. It was, I just had to write about this for an article. So it's fresh in my mind. It, it's, I wish you love. And the girl is, it's, she's Miu Miu guitar girl. M-I-U, M-I-U guitar girl. Okay. On, on Sounds YouTube. familiar. Yeah. So if you want to look up that, it's just her playing this gorgeous like bossa nova song with her little, you know, six-year-old voice singing with such tenderness. Uh, I heard, I heard that. And, you know, the pandemic was, I, I, I lead a pretty privileged life in so many ways. And for me, even in the pandemic, it was scary and rattling, you know, it's like yeah. a whole world up kind of. Yes. And hearing that song, I was like, Ooh, this makes me feel safe and good and warm. Mm-hmm. All the things that I want music to sometimes make me feel, you know, it hit me, it hit me. Yeah. And so I was like, I got to know what these chords are she's playing. I got to know what is happening here musically because like, I just don't know, you know, but the bossa nova kind of chord structure and flow is, is not what I have grown up playing. I'm, you know, I'm a pop, pop rock guy. And uh, so I started taking lessons online and learning about these chord shapes and how to, you know, the transitional things. And then like, I was just practicing a lot, trying to get my chops up and learn the stuff just for no other reason than it felt good. Yeah. Um, and then at a certain point, I was just like doing an exercise and I was like, man, this, I, I wish this chord went into that one. What happens when I do this and what happens when I do that? And then I was writing melodies to that. And then sudden, all of a sudden I had a song and I was like, oh. Like, yeah, <laughs> I heard a song. I heard a song that I like. Uh, and then, so I was like, "Oh shit!" I think I'm like, I'm gonna try that again. And it just kind of worked out that I just suddenly had an album plus worth of material. And then, you know, from then on, it took some fine tuning, and the recording process took a while. And I'm slow in general with that stuff, so um, it took some doing after that. But that was the spark where I was like that YouTube video that it was my friend, Jackie, I think shared it. And I was just like, wow, this girl is unbelievable. And that chord, that, the song is hard to play. Yeah. Like she's, this girl is no joke for, I mean, she's probably 10 by now, or I don't know when she made the video, but like it's complex. And, right. uh, and it has taken me a lot of practice to get my, get my chops together. You got any shows coming up? Yeah, I'm doing i I'm doing a, like a release party for this, this article I was talking about, I wrote a um, thing and they do like a release party. So I'm doing that release party soon. And then I'm doing jazz night at uh, this theater that I grew up going to the week after. Oh, nice. Uh, Yeah. Which is cool because like, as the band has practiced more, we've gotten more rock and roll, even, even like Weezery to some degree, which is kind of cool, but also I agreed to do this jazz night and I'm like, I want to do the rock side of what we're doing but we're gonna have to dial it back a little bit for jazz night but it'll be fun oh so you're gonna like change up the structure of the songs for the specific show wow which i kind of like about (laughs) metal trio is i want it to be flexible in that way where it's like sure we jazz night but we could open for we could open for weezer if they if they would ask us you know right uh it's flexible it's malleable it's it can it can change shape based on who's around who can play that's fucking so cool (laughs) <laughs> it's been a lot re- of fun it's interesting for me as an artist to have to, to have to practice and adapt show by show kind of yeah yeah um wow i love is like opening for weezer a thing or are you just using that as an example an example only because we rip them off with so the, this song one of my favorite songs on the album has this outro that i think is really beautiful and tender and and one of the most like lyrically intense moments for me on the album because it's about my my a, a you know like di- divorce breakup mm-hmm. death lo- losing people it's about losing people yeah and uh uh as i was rehearsing for the last show we did i was like i want to fucking rip this i don't want to tiptoe through it live because mm-hmm. it's not going to work and so i worked it up with the band so it's almost like an only in dream style like major build and it's like eight minutes of like crescendo until it just explodes. And our drummer is incredible. He can really wail. And uh, 
so we've just been talking a lot about how we kind of like have Weezer moments. So that's where this yeah, yeah. They Man. have not. They have not asked us. It's not like Rivers is like, please, please, <laughs> MBT, please. Well, uh, it sounds like you should, because this. I, mean, <laughs> I would love that. I love. I love. We they're still. They're still just one of my favorite bands ever. I can't oh, ever play Weezer. They're they're fantastic, man. You know they're like. They put they put out a lot of albums over the past couple of years. Like, I don't. I wouldn't say too many, but like they pumped out a lot. They did those seasons albums. They, yeah. I would maybe say too many. Those are very. Yeah. Yeah. very consistent but when they when they're good though they're really good stuff yeah yeah they really are and i mean still to this day nothing can beat like the original albums you know and so good like they they definitely last the test of time there's no doubt about that so we're good. gonna cover so our our guitar player had never heard he'd heard like say it ain't so and buddy holly but never the full blue album and right. we were like, wait, are you telling me you've never heard like <laughs> Jonas? Like only in dreams, mm. you've never heard the world has turned and left me here. Are you fucking, you're a, you're a musician right. that grew up at the same time as we did and somehow missed that. Right. It's crazy to me. So anyway, we were, we were just <laughs> through it and playing the songs together. And he was like, this is pretty good. And we're like, yeah, it's pretty good. It's like <laughs> the best ever. Um, so we're going to do, we're going to do a Christmas show. We're going to do Blue Christmas. Where oh, we're that's covered. awesome. We cover the blue album front to back that's fantastic um, it should be fun yeah i'm excited about that that's so cool the one time i saw them live it was a long time ago because they were promoting the green album so okay it was oh, yeah. what did they have at that point maybe three albums yep yeah but those are like my three favorite albums so like yeah i got to hear all those songs live and they you said only in dreams they closed with that and it was like the most amazing closer you know what i mean i i saw them were, were they with um I saw them around that time. They were with Tenacious D and somebody else. Oh, definitely like not, definitely not Tenacious D because I would remember okay. that. Um, because yeah, they did only in dreams and like confetti came down. And yes, it was so cool. Yes, it was magic. I wish I had a better memory, but it's funny. Those are the little things I remember. I'll remember. I don't yeah. remember who opened, but I remember confetti. You know. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I, I, I saved a piece of the confetti. I I think I still have it, but I kept it in my wallet for years and years after that. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Yeah, I just actually such a fan. Yeah, that's so great. I actually I went to um a concert last week. Like I haven't been to a show in I don't even know how long years. Uh, I was Blink One Eighty Two. Oh, cool. My my friend my my mom passed at the end of last year. So oh, one of my friends, thank you. One of my friends that um, you know, was very close to my mom. He bought us tickets to go, and uh. It was cool, man. You know, it was like, it was very nostalgic, you know? Yeah. Like, they're not a great live band, honestly. Like, they're not very technical live. You know, they're a studio band. It's just the three of them live. Yeah. Okay. Um, but it's fun, you know? Those okay. songs, those songs are fun. You know, those older yeah. songs. I mean, yeah, it was just, it was a good time. Um, I don't know where I'm going with this, but the... Uh, yeah i need i need to have more concerts in my life you know it, it reminded yeah. me like i need to go and and see more things you know it's just like totally. life's been crazy there. you know life's just been yeah. crazy uh the past couple of years i mean yeah the pandemic started the pandemic started it when i think of like the beginning of this new era i think of 2020 right yep totally it started everything and um just the way time moves is really strange i find like I find like I've been doing this for like three or four years now and it's like what <laughs> yeah that's crazy to me you know um yeah. a lot of the times I'll like I'll go and write the date down I'll put 2022 I don't even know it's 2023 same it <laughs> doesn't even feel it you know yeah yeah I was looking at a can of um like a can of nuts or something that I had gotten from Trader Joe's and it said 2024 and I was like what does that mean? Like, <laughs> what year is it? <laughs> or there was yeah, is that good or is that bad? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, what? Or, or yeah, like some, some, something, and something was 2022. And I was like, oh, this is still good. Like, it's only, you know, yeah, 1999 or whatever. Right. Right. Yeah. No, I know. I get it's just the way time moves. It's crazy. Like, weeks go, they just fly by, right? Yeah. Months fly by. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Like end of last year was crazy because I was oh, I was reopening this business, and then my mom got sick. I mean, my mom was sick for like fifteen years. She had cancer, 
So while it wasn't a total shock, the the way it happened was because it was like one week she was fine, the next week she was in the hospital and couldn't talk anymore, and then the next week she was in hospice. And, you know, I was just I still haven't like personally processed it yet. You know, like I grieved, of course, and like it was upsetting, but like I like had to adapt to it so quickly, like. Yeah just like a week before she was in the hospital we were like out to lunch <laughs> you know what i mean oh, so like man. i just i had to process it so it wasn't like oh she has a year left or she has and i mean life's not perfect like that you know it's just the way it goes right um i know this is kind of a bummer but like this is the reason why i haven't been doing this podcast for for a long time because i just i haven't been myself because i just have this part of me that just has not sat down and been like all right this happened holy shit yeah like when i went to my dad my dad's house yesterday it was like <clears throat> you know she wasn't there and it's just like wait what like i still think she's here but she's not right she's just like out at the store or like what yeah yeah like, yeah it's yeah. so strange and i feel like everyone in the family kind of went is going through the same thing to where it's like you, we can't believe we know it happened but we can't believe that it happened yeah and it's almost like, I don't know, not denial, but like, um, like I said, just unable to process it, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's really crazy. Yeah. I mean, how could I, I live across the street from my parents and I think about this yeah. all the time. I live right around the corner from them. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm just like, what, what would I, what would I do? What would that even feel like? Like, I cannot, right. cannot right. imagine life without my parents. And yeah. I'm sure you're the same way where it's just like, what, like what? yeah she, she cannot be gone that doesn't make any sense right right you know we were we always had a good relationship you know i mean in my teen years maybe i was kind of like a punk ass you know a little bit but like when i got as i got older like we, we were closer than ever really yeah. yeah and um she was 76 so really not that old and like i said she was sick for a long time but she always fought it and and that's where that's where it was like you think she's immortal like this will never kill her, you know? And then it does. And you're like out of nowhere and you're like, holy shit. Like this is new reality. This is crazy, you know? Yeah. But yeah, it's something I always thought about too. I was like, how's it going to be? Or how's it? And this is going to go really deep, but like, how's it going to, what, what's going to happen to me when I die? You know, like, where am I going to oh, be? How yeah. old am I going to be? Like I'm 42 now. So these things, I'm not, you know, I'm not saying I'm old, but like these things start to set in. It's a reality that's impending. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't look, you know, it's part of life. There, there's no no doubt about that. You know what I mean? It's not like you know, you can avoid it. (laughs) Right. Nobody does, yeah. Right. It's just it's just such a weird thing to think about. And like what happens after we we were gone, you know what I mean? Like, I don't I'm not uh, like a very spiritual person, but I definitely believe something has to happen, right? It can't just be black, right? <laughs> Could be. I don't know. I'm asking the hardest question on earth. No, I I love it though. I love, <laughs> I love that this is where like we can go from like whatever. I, th- I think taking taking this kind of a turn is awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know, man. Like I want to believe that something there is some existence beyond what we currently can experience. Right. But I don't know. Like, if I squish an ant in my kitchen, I don't really think that ant is going to a great beyond. Right. <laughs> I, so, like, am I that much different from the ant? I don't know. Yeah. Should I not squish any ant because I know that, like, if this tiny window of a life is all we get, then every life is so insanely precious that I should right. probably even let that ant outside. Um, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I. Yeah. I also think that, like maybe we wake up into a different reality that like is some kind of cosmic plane or is a heaven or is something after i don't i don't know yeah yeah no absolutely and at the same time like i don't fear it i don't fear death you know yeah i mean i i'm careful in life like i don't i'm not like gonna purposely put my life in danger you know but if something happens it happens you know but like yeah it's just a crazy thing to think about and like I find myself now when I go outside at night, like I'll look up at the sky, which I, something I've really never done for some reason, like 
I never really paid attention to the things around me as much as I do now. Mm. But I look up at the sky, I look at the stars, and as much as like maybe this is a cliche, like I'll look at the look for the brightest star and I'll think oh. it's her, like saying yeah. hello. You know what I mean? And I'll say to myself, I'll say like flash if it's you, you know, and it'll flash a little bit. And I'm sure it's just coincidence, but like there's something about that. There's that something really good, you know? That. Yeah. And yeah. I and I I do think I think there's some truth to that. I think there's like a reality that lives on. And I think like the people that touch our hearts so deeply gave, gave literally gave you life. Like yeah. there's gotta be some tether to this realm that would enable that star to flash at you, you know? Like there's right. that kind of love doesn't die, I don't think. Right. Um Yeah, no, that's exactly it. Even though she's not physically here, she is. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? And uh and that's what gets me through it really. It's just like I'll never really believe it though. It's just it's so yeah. it's so bizarre. Um she wound up going she she was on the fence about going to get chemotherapy for her third time mm. because she was older and you know she was warned about it like it might not be as sure easy than you you know 10 years ago yeah um and first one first session she went to she got really sick and then like a week later she was in the hospital oh. it was it like the chemo the radiation was way too much yeah it was just way too much and she you know she let it go for a long time, which I understand too. It's like, you never really told anybody directly what was going on because that's how she was. She didn't want anyone to worry or, yeah. you know, to feel like troubled by it. And, um, but it, she was riddled with it. You know, it was, it took over her like whole body. Yeah. And so they had a really blast there with the chemo and it just did not work out, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, but, chemo sounds, from what I understand, to to be just a nightmare in and of itself. Like yes. the treatment, the treatment is as bad as the disease in, in yeah. terms of right vomiting, whatever. Like it just messes you up. Yeah, um, yeah. You're, I mean, you're literally poisoning. Yeah, yeah. Poisoning yourself. Um, but like, you know, she fought it twice. She did it twice, and she came out the other side. You know, and uh, the third time just did not work out. But like. The, the most frustrating part of the whole thing was that she wouldn't, she couldn't talk. Like she lost her ability to speak. And it was like, that's when I was grieving. Like when she was still alive. Right. Right. When she passed, because I knew she, she hated the hospital. She hated, you know, being in a hospital bed. And I, it was a relief in a way when she passed, like, and I know a lot of people say that like, Oh, you know, but it's really true, you know. I bet. I mean, it's so probably so much pain. She's yeah. she's frustrated that she can't talk because I'm sure yeah. the mind people there, you know, it's right. just like yeah. There was one day we were at the hospital, and then I'm gonna end this because you know it's just it's a lot. But uh one this is actually kind of funny. We were in the hospital and she was trying to tell us something. Now, prior to her trying to speak, um we left the stove on at her house. Cause we were running, we were like, we had no brains. Like we were rush, rushing around all the time, me and my wife and just running back and forth to the hospital. And we left like soup on the stove, like on a, on a low simmer. It was no big deal. It wasn't going to blow the house up, but we're like, Oh shit. We left the stove on when we were at the hospital. And then like a half an hour later, she's like, you know, she's trying to speak, she's trying to speak. And she's like, tell, tell dad. And we're like, tell dad what? Like we were, we were thinking it was going to be like some kind of profound like, tell him I love him. And, yeah. yeah. Tell him I love him or, or tell him like there's money hidden under the dresser or whatever, <laughs> yeah. whatever it was going to be. Yeah. And she's like, tell dad to turn the stove off. And I'm like, Oh my God. Even as she's dying, she's worried about me. Right. And right. my house. And you know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm like, that's just, it's just, it's just crazy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is that's funny. I was thinking about my mom today. About about I I was trying I've been really trying to like practice a lot of like gratitude, which I know sounds like so silly and stupid and cliche. No, it's not, man. It's not. But I was really trying to think like I am I am so grateful for them. Yeah. And what you just said reminded me about something I was thinking about my mom about how she like gives and gives and she gave throughout my whole life, 
and now she's a she's a grandma. My brother has kids. My kid, my niece and nephew were up this weekend, and I see that same kind of like energy and care, and it's just like I'm gonna like get emotional here. Yeah, Apologies if I start crying. No, no, it's okay. But like, it's like you get like I, I feel like a mother or, or or a father, any kind of parent. I think this is, this can be true depending on the kind of parent you are. But like you give until there's nothing left. And then like, you have to keep just giving more. And yeah. that your mom just reminded me of that with just like, of, of course, of, like she's still thinking about you. She's still giving. Yeah, She still loves you and considers you. And is like thinking about your day-to-day -day world yes. so much that like, even in that situation, she cares about you. Yeah. It's just like, that's, that's a mother's love right there. It really is, man. You know, and, uh, yeah, I mean, we all miss her very much, and like, it's it's just wild. It, it really is because we thought we 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 started talking about it last year. Like, all right, you know, this might be the last couple of years here, you know, like. Yeah. It, but then to just happen like in a two week period, it was just. And even while you know, even while we were visiting her at the hospital and everything, it was like she was like telling us to go home. She didn't sure. even want us to be there, like wasting, not wasting our time, but like, um, not doing what we, what we do. Like she was the most right, selfless like, person. Don't make, don't make a fuss over yeah, me. Right. Right. So, yeah. Man, that well, Everybody that, out there, I love your mother <laughs> and keep in touch and talk to yeah, her. If you're, you know? if you're lucky enough to have, have yeah. a parent to alive, don't take it for granted. Absolutely. Absolutely. That you have a relationship with. I guess not everybody necessarily wants that to be a part of their day-to-day -day life. Absolutely. Yes. Sure. Some, you know, listen, not everyone has that. You know, we're lucky we have that. For sure. Um, so yeah, man. Um, I'm very excited to hear. Um, this is my segue. Uh, <laughs> very excited to hear Metal Bubble Trio. I really can't wait because it sounds like it's right up, right up my alley. Now, you scored a few soundtracks last time we were talking. Um yeah. Sons of Toledo and yep. Beirut Dreams in Color. Yes. Um, but at that time we spoke though, they weren't available yet. Like they were just pre, you know, pre-production. Or right. like being, you know, not pre-production, but in production. There we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh so are they available now? Yeah, Beirut Dreams in Color is is available through the Guardian website and Guardian? Yeah, the Guardian ended up, I think, buying the rights and producing it. Okay. Um, and then I put the score. I still own the score, so I put I put that up on Spotify just because I was I was. Oh, nice! That is up on Spotify. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. So that one is uh, Sons of Toledo. I don't know where that is viewable, and I didn't end up, I didn't end up putting that score up just because it doesn't um, it doesn't make as much sense musically, like to hear without the film. It's a, it's a little more like in and out and spare and and it's not quite as like like Beirut Dreams in Color has almost like instrumental songs right that build and, and ebb and flow and make sense alone and Sons of Toledo didn't end up working that way so I didn't post that one now you did some acting yourself I which, did I was which I found I found out today uh, Liza On Demand yeah yeah I got to play Bruce the piano player I are you in all the episodes just one. Oh, just one okay yeah, so I, I did the music for the whole series, but um, oh, okay. There was there was a musical episode that uh, the Jake Fogelness, who's a brilliant dude. I've 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 met him only once or twice in person, so I can't really say like he's my friend. But we I think we follow each other on Instagram, or I at least follow him. So I feel like he's my friend. <laughs> uh, I'm a fan of his, I guess you could say. Yeah. Anyway, he wrote this episode called Gentrification: The Musical. Okay. And it is very funny. And the cast of Liza is really funny. So he had these lyrics that I got to turn into songs, which is kind of what I, I do. You know, I do that a lot. And uh, it came out pretty well. They were looking for somebody to play the, you know, play the piano in the thing as the characters are rehearsing. And I was like, well, I could do, I could do that. I could be yeah. that, you know, I can, I can't really act, but if you give me a line or two, I can say it, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, I could, I could, I could try. It, is acting something you ever wanted to pursue? I think so. I mean, I think, yeah. I mean, I, I feel like there's a part of every person to some degree that maybe yeah. does, but, um, or like, you know, you'll be like 
somebody you'll be in line at at Dairy Queen and somebody will be like, you look sort of like young Anakin Skywalker. Can you do, you know, like we're going to do an adolescent thing where he gets, you know, I, I don't know. Yeah. I'm you want to be discovered, like, right. Like, like in a way. It's also my hope, like if I'm shooting hoops down at the park, it's my hope that like a scout, <laughs> like I'll be sinking a three pointer and a scout will drive by and be like, yeah, can you post up and do that? Can you just hover? around the three i know you're 40 years old but like with that shot we can make you into it you know i'm just like yeah these stupid bizarre fantasies that i have constantly even though i'm old enough to know better <laughs> <laughs> they do happen though they it's not like <laughs> they do happen i think uh what's his name the stifler was found of like home depot he was working at home depot but, but he's like a model he's like a supermodel i mean <laughs> yeah well i mean it was his it was his sense of humor though Right, and he's super that, funny. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, I, I, I was just listening to a, was it Stern or maybe Conan? I was listening to an interview with him and was just thinking like, this is an intelligent dude too. Like, I think to be funny, you have to be pretty darn smart. Oh, absolutely. Um, absolutely. And, anyway, I was quite, I was quite taken with him. And, and I know Ashton Kutcher is really smart too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's, uh, you have to, I think some of the best comedians, or at least the ones that I really like actors or like stand-ups, um, kind of come from like a dark place, even though sure. they're really funny, right? Oh. Like they can almost be both. And uh I think it I think it takes that kind of like coming from those kind of places to be funny, right? Like, does that make sense? Like, um, Who's a good example of somebody like uh like ray romano right sure. he's very funny like he's got that show everybody loves raymond and you know that's kind of like a light-hearted family show but his like his stand-up can be a little dark and things like that sure. you know or like movies that he's made personally can be kind of dark and it really works you know even yeah. like adam sandler like i mean he's done some of the like the dumbest movies ever made and then like some of the most serious movies ever made and they're both good <laughs> absolutely yeah you know? when I see him speak or or like when i see adam sandler not one of his characters i always think like this guy looks like he's carrying a lot of like like weight like a lot of pressure yeah. in his head like he seems like he's like yeah like he, he doesn't seem like goofy and crazy right he maybe saves that or maybe that's in there somewhere but like yeah there's yeah. there's like there's a oh. darkness i think you know Absolutely. Like uh, something like Uncut Gems. I don't know if you saw that movie. Yeah. Yeah. You see, you see, you know, how like, old he is and how incredible he is. Yeah. Like, where did that come from? You know what I mean? Or, yeah. or someone like um, Steve Carell is another good example. Like, he does a lot of like kind of slapstick, goofy humor. Right. But then, like, when he's in a movie, like a serious movie, it's like the darkest fucking movie that's ever existed. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that wrestling one, Foxcatcher, that was. Wild. Oh, my God. That yeah. was so. Yes, I did. It's so dark. And uh, he's incredible. And in he is. I, I love Steve Carell. He's incredible. Sure. Yeah. And that, that always kind of amazed me. And I think those are like my favorite, like, kind of comedians or, or things I like to watch because I don't know. I guess it resonates with me, you know? Yeah. You <laughs> range and the depth and the talent that these people have there's, where there's a lot of a lot of layers yeah yeah i like i like i like i think my musicians to be like that too like yeah who's a good example uh okay like sufjan stevens for example mm -hmm. the music is so delicate and beautiful yes. and serious and poetic but he's actually pretty funny like yeah he like journal, you know, he'll post an online journal or whatever. I've met him a few times and like, he's, he's pretty funny. Yeah. He's, he's not like a goofball necessarily, or maybe he is around people he's close with, but like, right. Well, like, like lightheartedness there, I think. Absolutely. Look at like Chris, um, fences. Yeah. Chris you is know, super funny. He is one of the funniest people I've ever known. Like, yeah. He, some of the things he texts me or like sends me, he'll do like impersonations of people. And it's like, ridiculous and then his songs are like you know heartbreaking you know what i mean yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah it's nice when people can pull pull either lever i love that yeah um, absolutely absolutely um so what's next what's next for the dost man <laughs> uh, uh, well you know now that i'm leaving 
uh, teaching for 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 now at least. Um, imposing structure upon myself is a big thing that I'm thinking about a lot, and that means finishing the Metal Bubble Trio album, getting that getting that out in whatever capacity that includes getting artwork together, which I'm I'm uh, working on with my friend Tommy here that. Um, has been a lot of fun to conceive that stuff and, and just, you know, get together and do a photo shoot with Tommy. It's really fun. Yeah. Um, I've got a book that I'm working on. I've got an animation project I'm working on. Oh, wow. And I've got a Christmas project that I'm working on. So I've got, I've got like things in the air that I'm trying to get a handle on how to finish them in what order yeah. and actual steps towards doing those things rather than just being like, I have a project. I right. hope it gets, I hope somebody does that for me at some point and then hands right. it to me and put my name on it. Like it doesn't work like that. Like right. what, what is the thing that I can do today or in the next hour that gets me a little bit closer to each goal? Absolutely. Um, just trying to define what that looks like for myself. Yeah. I really feel that man. Yeah. I'm, I'm in the same boat. Like I'm always trying to organize myself, you know, Sure. and it's been a little tougher than the normal, but yeah. Breathing makes any of that easier. No, but you know what? One of the most important things to remember is like one thing at a time, like one day at a time, one hour at a time, you know, cool. like when you start to put so many things in one basket and like, yeah, you don't know where to start. Just, yes. I guess the first step is fine. Like, all right, I'm going to work on this project. Like I'm doing the Christmas thing or, you know, or whatever. And just focus on that and like take yes. that one step at a time until it's done you know i know it doesn't really work like that sometimes like you gotta you know kind of go in and out of things but i find that's the best way to do it is just it's the only thing one step yeah yeah we get so as a culture we get very like multitask oriented yes and that just i i used to think that that was how i worked like I can, I can do this. And then without realizing like everything is not getting done, everything is suffering. Now I'm realizing like multitask doesn't have to mean like I'm eating a sandwich as I'm writing an email. And you right. know, it's like, right. I can do one thing at a time. Yes. And I just need to maybe like learn, like structure what that one thing is at a time. Right. Um, yeah, yeah, that's, that's the way to do it. Like, whether and it's and it's yeah it's one step like i've been trying to get in good shape and Me that's too. Yeah. yeah that feels good though to be like okay i could yeah. i could do this thing today that i couldn't do yesterday and tomorrow it'll right. be a little bit better right and if i can be patient and i can trust the process then like maybe in five months i'll, I'll be you know unrecognizably far along and i'll yeah. be able to run 10 miles where it's like i can't even run a mile right now and right. it's that you know but i know that that's how exercise works is like you get stronger you get better absolutely 100 percent, man i've been going to the gym every morning like um, oh nice you know i'm not doing anything crazy i'm not like trying to you know lift 300 pounds i'm just i'm just doing some cardio a little bit of weights and just like it feels good it's it's a, an amazing way to start your day it really Absolutely. is, man. And if you have the if you have the ability to do it in the morning, I like when I used to go to the gym, I would go after work at night, which is the last thing I want to do after work. That's so tough. You just want to be done. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah so the mornings works. and I was never a morning person like. But I made myself I was like, you know what? How can I take two things I don't really like and put them together <laughs> and make it something <laughs> I do like? And it actually totally. worked. I was like, I hate the mornings. And I, I don't actually. I don't hate going to the gym, um, but just like the whole getting up process for me yeah. has even been better. Like I just get up and I go to the gym and come home, eat and go to work and take a shower. Yeah. And then, and, and yeah, it's like yeah. the hardest thing is done. Like showing up is the hardest thing I think is just like, yeah. And then once you're there, you're like, well, I might as well do it. Might as well lift the weight. Yeah. Here. And I'll um, tell you this, man, if music wasn't a thing, I would not be able to do any of it. Like, I need, oh, yeah. yeah, music is like the soundtrack to every event of my day. <laughs> do, you, do you have got, do you do like a, like a pump up thing, like at the gym? Is it, is it like energizing music or like what is yes. it? Yes, I'll make, I make like playlists. I'll make like a, I'll make like a whole pop punk playlist or like okay. a whole, like, you know, 
it needs to be energetic. Like I'll even listen to some like electronic and things like that. Sure. Okay. Um, just for the gym, you know, and then like, I'll go home. And like I was saying before, we were talking about like, you know, listening to music while you're just in the background. Right. Yeah. I'll just put on something like chill and, and you know, it literally gets me through every step of the day. So, so thank you for being a contributor to that too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, that's something I think about a lot. That was part of too, what like led me back to writing songs and, and getting back into the music world again is like, a, what is, what is the point? Who cares? It doesn't matter. Like there's a million bands. There's a million, like I, the Beatles are all you really need anyway, or like, you know, Steve Miller band or Stevie wonder or whatever, like all the best music has already been made anyway. So why am I going to add more shit to the pile in 2022 or whatever year it is. Right. Um, but, but like, ultimately I was just like, you know, I, ha I have to, like, there's a part yeah. of my being that like, that's what, that's how it wants to come out. And it doesn't matter that like, you know, maybe nobody will even care. Maybe nobody will hear it, but that can be their choice. And I can do what I can do. And maybe if it touches one person's life or enables one person to do an extra rep or help somebody with the, 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 the grieving process or what, whatever it is, then like, it certainly helped me to process my own grief in writing some of these songs to be like, like the, the title track is Cucumber. The last song in the album and, and the album is called Cucumber. And it's about, this is funny. It's a, it's about my mom losing her mom um, wow. because her, her mom died when I was maybe five years old. I think her mom was in her late fifties, early sixties. So young, young and about like the ways in which my mom has had to kind of go through life and her own motherhood journey without her mother and nobody to really ask questions to or get advice from or so that's kind of what cucumber is about is trying to like slice it it's a, it, it sounds stupid but to me it means a lot like um, so so my mom cut the skin off cucumbers yeah and i was like you don't need to do that you can eat the skin why do you do that right. and she was like well, uh, i don't know my mom did it that's how my mom did it so i just do it that way and I was like, oh my God, like I already had the title. I knew that that's what the song and the album were called, but I didn't know why. Right. And then like that moment happened and I, I connected the dots of like, that's what it is. That's why it's called Cucumber. That makes so much sense to me now. It's about my, it's a, the whole album is about trying to feel close to these relationships that have disappeared for whatever reason, breakup, divorce, death. And my mom like is able to reconnect to her mom anytime she's making a salad because like it's just this ritual that yeah. is like this is how you know how my my grandma did it and it just is like these people are never gone you know like yeah. like I was saying earlier like they're in our lives in ways that are cosmic or or just right here in front of you you know they they're just there they just stay with us um and I realize it's kind of the same for me as a listener, as well as as an artist where I'm like, yeah, this, this helps me day to day. So I need to do it, even if it feels useless or superfluous or like nobody's going to listen because they might not, but I need to, I need to do it. And, yeah. um, and it's kind of part of this conversation where it's like, yeah, some song that I heard helped me through my own life or like, like the rentals album who, um, the bassist of Weezer for the first couple albums went off and did its own thing. The Rentals, who is, I love. Do you ever listen to The Rentals? I definitely know that like one popular song. So yeah, Friends of P kind of had a hit. Yeah. Uh, songs um, of P or something like that. Yeah, Friends or, of P. Friends Pretty of good. P. There we go. Great song. That whole yeah. album though is wildly good, and that's yes. the one after too. Um, but that has helped me. A I return to that when I go through breakups and and when I went through my divorce, where I'm just like my kind of first serious breakup that that album really touched my heart and to to return to that place time and again is still it's still there for me it's like an old friend that i can talk to it's just like music matters in that way and i just like feel i feel that again and i i think i didn't for a while yeah absolutely and you know what that's that's why i listen to certain things you know like i'll listen to anything you make because like i'm i'm excited to go listen to the 
soundtrack for the movie, you know, like the score, you know, because I know where it's coming from, you know, and that's touching in a way. And it's really like, even if, you know, it's not top 10 on Spotify or millions of people listening to it, it's still important and it's still special. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. So the film film is beautiful. I think it's about 30 minutes long if you feel like checking it out, but it's, the story is intense and the it's a, it's a documentary and mm-hmm. it's it deals with like hu- small human not small human issues the issues are large but like the scale of it is within like one person's life but also mm-hmm. like the bomb rast the bomb bomb blast that rocked beirut mm-hmm. you know like very big kind of global issues and then very personal issues it kind of covers the whole spread my friend michael yeah. directs it and he's brilliant and he walked that line very well i think in terms of like micro to macro and right to come up with a score for that was a really fun challenge i really enjoyed making that no i'm definitely gonna check that out actually because i like that kind of stuff you know that's that's kind of how i am in a way like sure i take everything in like that's a little picture and relate it all to the big picture right yeah yeah in, in a way um so yeah like you were saying before about the that the cucumber you know like that's that's not stupid that's beautiful man that's it's amazing you know what i mean and uh so i mean it meant i i felt something as i was doing it which i think is like the only real barometer we have for for anything it's like i i don't i don't know but i it gave me a feeling so absolutely man i've always had this like burning desire in me to do something creative you know and like I like doing this, but there's not much creativity in it. You know, it's just really? talking. Yeah. I mean, I, don't know, man. I disagree. I think, I think it's an <laughs> creative act to, to communicate and to talk. Like, yeah, maybe I'm, uh, maybe I'm under, you know, you're improvising, you're storytelling, you're connecting threads. Like that is intensely creative. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. Thanks. You know, I never really looked at it like that. I've always like, Oh, it's just two people talking, you know, like, well, it is. there is something in it yeah yeah also yeah. so much more than that i mean like me writing songs is just like some idiot with a guitar having you, you know it's like it's all what you make it and like the, the way i think that you communicate and tell stories it's so much more than just i mean that's why people listen to your show it's like yeah. you're you're a compelling it's creative it's creativity it's art you know yeah. i really appreciate that man thank yeah. you coming from you yeah. that means a lot and uh you know, you were actually one of the few people that I have on the show that I keep in touch with, you know, like, I appreciate that. yeah, let's not let that happen again, where we go. go yeah. wild. No, even, even still though, like, even if it's been a couple of years, it's like, we just pick up right where we were. And I think that's yeah. a, that's a cool relationship too, because, you know, it just, you don't have that often. You, you totally. really don't, you know? So, um, yeah, we definitely got to keep in touch. And if you need any help with like the artwork or anything, um, I do that kind of stuff too. So um yeah i was thinking as i was talking yeah. to that i was like oh maybe maybe we should do something i'll think on that for yeah, sure yeah absolutely and um yeah you're the dos man from now on that's it <laughs> all right <laughs> all right andrew this was a fucking great time man it's thanks pleasure. for thanks for yeah. listening to me and thanks for bearing with me because i'm kind of rusty honestly it was great it was uh, a lot of awesome awesome it was great catching up and uh yeah we'll keep in touch I know we have like every streaming service that ex- exists it's like ridiculous you know you but we don't have cable though so that's all we got is this right streaming. well i i had cable this is god this is going to be like your your listeners are going to be like fuck these guys this is so stupid <laughs> talking about their cable subscriptions and stuff i like just I, I like i like just talking about regular shit you know what i yeah, mean yeah <laughs> yeah they're, they're, if they didn't give up at the 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 death and afterlife stuff they'll definitely give up now yeah <laughs> but, um...